Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Weekly, episode number four. In this episode, we discuss a, ver- a variety of topics, including what we feel is the most iconic Canadian sports moment. Hope you enjoy, and uh, let us know your um Hope you enjoy and let us know what your most iconic Canadian sports moment is by calling in or leaving a comment. We look forward to hearing from you. As you said, the golden goal, although I think the Kawhi Leonard shot might be higher, but it's been a while since I saw the golden goal. Maybe... The one that would for sure be above it would be the summit, the 72. Yes, yes. Right. Henderson? Yeah. Um, it's up there. Like, I, I, yeah, I mean, it is, it is up there. It's, it's easily within the top 10. And that's being, I mean, it could be anywhere under there, but the top 10 uh, sports moments for all of this country. For me, so, it's 100% top three. I think the only other thing that might rival it in basketball, Canadian-wise, would be Steve Nash's performance in, like, the 2004 playoffs. Or... Um, I don't think anybody really remembers that if we're talking about... The, like, what happened? Did he, did he go on to win with the Suns and he won MVP that season? He won... Well, he won back-to-back MVPs, but... Um, right, right, right. But he played the entire playoffs basically with a broken nose and messed up eye right he wore the mask yeah yeah that's that that yeah i agree that that is up there and and the only other one that i could think of basketball wise is the vince carter duck like the the vince at the all-star yeah i think it was in toronto too i could be wrong when he when he i don't remember i don't i may be wrong but when Another great moment when Vince that yeah that's another great one that should be written down Vince it's over that dunk contest. Look, he knew he won that right. There's no way he didn't know that he won that. Well, that changed effectively dunk contests forever, and it cemented Vince as one of the best dunkers to ever play in the NBA. And it, and it was, really put Toronto on the map yeah, it initially, did, right? And honestly, those black and purple jerseys—that's the one he's using there. Those black are still and one of the best. I agree. They're totally one of the best, man. We they kind of well, they totally got rid of all the purple really this these past few seasons and just went red well, and white. I mean, they do they do sometimes wear it you, on like throwback nights. Yeah. Which that but this isn't even the this isn't even that one. The, I'm almost talking like the year when they wear the throwback ones now. They're wearing the ones that have the the uh, vertical stripes and they say Raptors and they have the Raptor on the front. Yes. I'm yes, talking you're about, right. There was another one where, like, the front was purple and the back and was, was black. black. Yeah. Same one that Terrence Ross wore in the dunk contest the year he was in the dunk contest for Toronto. Oof, he, came, he came out for his final dunk, and he was wearing a Vince Carter purple and black Raptors jersey for his final dunk. Nice. No, I don't remember that either. That's That's good. I want to say that was... 2015? 2015. 
Yeah, there's another, there's another moment. And then obviously Sydney's goal is another moment. And then you know what? I mean, that goes without saying that that is in the top three right there, Sydney's goal. But one, it's, it's I think that we really don't, because it's so long ago, Jeremy, we really don't think about or mention. I mean, it has to be talked about the last Canadian Stanley Cup win, you know, that that has to be discussed, even though, like, it's quite unremarkable yeah. for the rest of Canada outside I, of I, I, I would say unremarkable to, to everybody at this point, just because, like, mind you, I was born in 93, so I don't really know much about or anything really about the run, but everything I've heard about it, there was no, like, real story to it like there was with um some other run yeah like even like look at the blues this year that's yeah, the story yeah yeah exactly yeah. yeah or like when ray bork won it with the uh avalanche or when sydney won his first one or when Ovi won his one or and or, yeah. or tampa bay making the run both times that they made their runs like 2004 that was a or 2005 like that was a big that was 2004, right? Tampa, no. Calgary, 2004? Ew. That you're absolutely correct. And I, for some reason, I don't know why I thought that we lost against uh, the Hurricanes, but that was not. That was Edmonton. That was Edmonton and Carolina. In the finals. And Rod Brindamore was the captain of that uh, Carolina team. And now he's the coach. That coach <laughs> yeah. And that was their only Stanley Cup win, you know? In, yeah. And then, and then the year after that, because that was 2000, because the year after, I'll remember forever, a Canadian team had gone to the finals three years in a row. And the year that I moved to Whistler, the spring of 2007, I used to be an Ottawa Senators fan. I don't know if I ever told you this. Yes. Yes, I yes. Used to, I, used to, I used to follow Ottawa when I lived on the East Coast. I couldn't follow Toronto or I, I, Toronto or Montreal, I thought Ottawa was kind of like a vanilla middle team I could kind of get behind. Anyways, yeah, they had that run to the finals and got just walloped by the Ducks. And do you remember who the uh, goaltender was that year for the uh, Senators? I want to say Emery. Correct. Rest in peace, Ray Emery. Yeah, man. unfortunately, man, he's he's gone now. Crazy stuff. So, and then, yeah, and then the – Habs, or pardon me, the Sens made it to the finals. That was two, the spring of 2007, because I remember watching those finals in Whistler at the pub. I didn't have any friends or anything in Whistler. I remember going out to drink at, like, Tapley's Pub and sitting there with my beer and watching the hockey game before I met anyone in Whistler. It was awesome, man. So, You yeah, know, that- there, there is one Canadian <laughs> iconic moment that we haven't mentioned, and it's probably because I don't think either one of us were bored when it happened, but uh, – the the Bobby Orr goal. Well, the, but the, but the Bobby Orr goal was Bobby Orr's goal as a, what a rookie to win in overtime that season, and they photographed him jumping through the air. But he played. That's not a Canadian moment for in any but, stretch of the imagination. But, but isn't it though? Because he's Canadian. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's a Boston Bruins, bro. It's got nothing to do with Canada. He's a Canadian. And but you're right. Then you'd be like, oh well, what about Crosby winning? You know, as as the Penguins. Uh, captain and I'm like yeah. touche but like, I feel like Sydney almost at that point for me I think the only Sydney moment that would deserve to be in the conversation might be the golden goal but might you think that might be the golden goal might might States be the over- golden goal for, how would that be maybe in the conversation the top 10 conversation that's got to be number one two or three so I don't agree 
You don't need that. What is a bigger? How you're just playing devil's advocate? <laughs> off here. How could you not fucking agree on Canadian soil, the Olympics, overtime? And you know what else that goal gave us? That gave us the gold medal goal uh, medal lead for the whole Olympics, which meant I, that I, I in, think in, in Vancouver we had the most gold medals. Now some people will say in Olympics, nobody ever says which country won the Olympics this year. And yeah. some, some yeah. people say, oh, well, that means who won the most medals? Well, does that mean did you win 38 bronzes? Or who wins the most gold medals? And I think that is really what counts and who wins the Olympics. And we won the most gold medals that year because – I understand where you're coming from. The, the reason – like, the reason I, I would still probably put it in top, top three, um, but for me, it's not on the top. And you know what? The reason is, too, because I was living in Whistler. I was there that day. I was watching the hockey game. It was fucking pandemonium, absolute chaos in Whistler Village. And um, I, th I think the reason it's not so big for me is we just expect Canada to do good with hockey. Like, I don't. I mean, you, you, we do. But we've had – think about all of the disappointments, too, how close we've come or just not having a great time. The, the, only, the only real disappointment that I can think of – the juniors is a good example. We didn't win in the juniors for years. Yeah, juniors are a little different, though. Jun juniors are, are, are a little different than the Olympics. And, they are, oh, maybe totally. That, maybe that's a conversation for another day, and it's one I would love to have. But, but here's my justification for, for, like, really just not putting that as number one is because, to me, Canada's always been a powerhouse in hockey. In the Olympic stage, the only real disappointment I can think of was uh, 2002 Torino. No, 2002 was Salt Lake City. We won that year. No, 98. Sorry, 98, 98, 98 was Torino. We lost in Nagano. And 2006, we lost in Torino. So which one was it? It was, it was, which one was it that we had that shootout loss and they didn't put Gretzky out on the shootout? That was 1998. Um, that, that's and we were shooting against that, Czech Republic, I believe, and Dominic Hasek shut us down. Yeah. That's the, like, that's the real disappointment that sticks in my mind when it comes to Olympic hockey. Everything else is kind of just like, yeah, well, we know we're going to get to the gold medal game at least, right? So it just, I don't know. For me, the 2010 golden goal isn't, as high as it would for probably be for most Canadians. Um, I I think, and and I feel the same way about uh, about Sochi because like Sochi was just like pure domination. Yeah. Like, like there's no moment in that Olympics hockey wise that would we haven't close. even referenced that. There's another one, 2018 Sochi. Was it 28? No, it wasn't 2018. It was 2014. 2014. 20 my bad, 2014, dude. Yeah, what am I talking about? Because it yeah, was 2000, 2010 for okay. Vancouver, yep. Yep. 2014 for Sochi, Correct. 2018 for for the, the... – John Yang. Yes. And yes. then Yeah, and that was the – obviously, we didn't have any NHLers at that tournament. So, yeah, that's what's up there. Which is probably yeah. why I don't remember it so much. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, for me, I think my top three would probably, 
Henderson's got to be number one, right? I think for me, Crosby's goal is number one. See, and you know why? You know why I say that? Because and Henderson's goal would be there. I think. I think I got two number ones. I think that Henderson goal doesn't mean as much to me because obviously I wasn't around for it. But yeah, um, I'm kind of in the same boat. I guess I'm just trying to like speak generally because like yeah. I wasn't around for Henderson goal either. Obviously, but I do understand the significance of that goal. But I mean, I think something that you've got to mention too, because with this, what got us on this whole thing was on this day Kawhi's shot. But bro. That shot didn't win them anything but that game. That series was over, and they moved on to the finals, but they didn't win. They won a series. They didn't win a fucking medal or a trophy. or they. He put an end to a game, and it wasn't even like OT. I don't believe it was OT. I think that was, the, that was regular time. No, it was, it was right before the buzzer. Uh, yeah, I regular, regular yeah. time, right before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I think based on those two things, it wasn't in OT. I, it- I think there's a, there's a couple things that make that moment iconic, though, that I don't think we've talked about. Uh, I think probably the least of which is the fact that Philadelphia was a team that gave us trouble all season long. Plus, this was the series that we, whether we want to admit it, like this is the kind of stuff that we brought Kawhi to Toronto for 100 that's the, one of the most amazing parts of it all is that like he we brought him to carry us through the playoffs because prior to that we we had Demar and we had Larry right and they're great players all-time Raptors I would say uh, there's so much good about that whole situation Jeremy and by that I mean like even how Demar is so loved in Toronto and he still, loved Toronto. Still so loved. For, for, a Cana- for an American-born player who didn't go on to really – they had some strong seasons, him and, him and Kyle. That's, that's no doubt. They had some strong seasons, but everybody knew DeMar was not the guy to push him over. He's not – I mean – Too much Kawhi's iso ball. Too much player. iso ball with him. Yeah. Kawhi's the top three player in the entire league, and obviously last year he was the top player on the whole league. So that was one really good thing is that – when DeMar left and everyone was like, oh, man, this sucks. But DeMar always speaks. He, was, he said he was stoked to see Toronto win after it was said and done. But he, was also, was, he also felt a little burned because he was promised that he wouldn't be traded and he was the only like him yeah, and Yeah, he did, he did right? feel like that. But I think even he came to see the big picture and it was all said and done. And, and I could see him back in Toronto, actually. You know what? Maybe later in his career, man, coming back. I could see that, too. Toronto fans would love that. And then – Another another good part about that story was like, okay, I don't know how you feel about load management or if any other player deserves load management kind of benefits that – I'm that, personally okay with it, to be honest. That, so I, yeah, are you? Yeah, I th- yeah I'd ra- – <sighs> How about this? I'll put this to you. I'll put this to okay, you a little bit okay. differently. You're a season pass holder, Jeremy. Mm-hmm. You've, this is where for many sports business organizations, you make your bread and butter, well, of course, from concessions and your television contracts and your merchandise revenue streams. But you and make your, your bread and, and your, butter and your, from... And your, and, your, and your gate tickets. But selling season passes, Jeremy, is 
so and boxes is so such a lucrative stream for these for these uh for these organizations they make so much money anytime you take a sports ec uh, economics course they tell you look that's why they're building the new dome is because they're like we need more boxes we need a bigger we, we need more boxes we need a more a bigger lower higher generate higher revenue generating opportunities yeah so so listen man so listen so you're a season pass holder you know how much season pass tickets cost they're expensive i i couldn't give you a number but i know they're expensive they'd be like they'd be like as much of as much as a car jeremy like you'd be paying like 20 25 grand for half decent season tickets okay 20 25 grand you've just dropped you've just dropped 45 grand for you and your wife to go to see the toronto raptors play all season as a season pass holder and you go out there and for 40 percent of the games the best player in the world who you have paid to watch play basketball is resting on the bench now yeah oh yeah your team went on to win a championship but that's not gonna. That's not gonna happen for every example where a player is like, "I need load management." No, and it's not gonna happen for every example. But it's, it's gonna happen in a very, very small percentage of examples. But because but not every one, not every player is doing load management. Uh, two. As as if I was a season ticket holder, which I'm not, and I never will because I never make enough money. But um, if I was. I'd rather my team be in it longer because what, what made Toronto successful with the load management was the fact that they had a bench that could carry, right? But Jeremy, here's something else too, is that when you're a season pass holder, mm. and that's, that's, the, that's kind of the, 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 the viewpoint I'm coming from here. If you're a season pass holder, those, you're, those are for the season. You don't get playoff tickets. You have to rebuy playoff tickets, all right? You knew this. You don't I, did, get, you, I, I did not know that. 100%. Now, I, the, the, I did only, not know that. I figured that playoffs absolutely were, were included. Not. Absolutely not. Never. That's never been the arrangement. The moment the regular season is over, your seats are gone. And basically how these, like the Flames, for instance, what they do is they email the season pass holders and say, because you guys were season pass holders, you get the first dibs on playoff tickets. Do you want, do you want your seats again for the playoffs? Yes or no? Here's the price. $15,000 for playoffs. And Okay. I'm less okay with <laughs> That's no, Jeremy. That's this, these are called season tickets. They're not called. I, I, I'm less okay with it then. They're not called playoff tickets, bro. They're not called this. This is. And you look up, this has never been your team. Yeah, this is, you know. Uh, yeah, I'm less okay with it then. But I think, at, and maybe it's because I've never been in that situation. But, like, as a fan, I still, I'm, I'm tentative about it, but I'm still okay with it, you know. Well, the uh, reason you're okay uh, with it right now, I go finish. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I, I, like, I'm not as okay with it as I was. Like, Initially, when you said, I, like, what are your thoughts on load management? I'm like, I'm perfectly fine with it. Like, that's just the nature of, of things. That's the way things are going. But that was not knowing that, you know, you don't get playoff tickets in a season pass, you know, that, which to me, I understand it, but it's stupid. Um, and then, I mean, it's good business move, but it's really stupid. 
so so my 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 feeling goes from I'm perfectly fine with it to ooh that's a that 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 stings a little you know I, I'm like now I'm just okay with it and, <clears throat> and like I think it depends on it depends on how heavy that load management becomes and it's different for every player uh, well this is what I'll say too I think and because uh, I have a question right after this is over that'll totally change gears on us I think the only reason you're okay with it right now and most people are kind of okay with it but even LeBron for instance had a lot to say about it um, you're okay with it because really of the one example the one uh, prime time example with Kawhi and the Raps last year it worked out but it's it not worked, but it's not the only example in a sense of like load management only became like a common household term last season in regards to Kawhi yes, yes but be, just because it's only becoming a, a like a common like we came up with a term for it last season but it was happening in San Antonio for years with with uh, Parker, Duncan, and Ginobili, and yeah, some San Antonio fans were pissed off about it, and they're allowed to be, but the majority of fans just knew that that's what they were getting, so they were okay with it. They knew yeah. that they had older stars. They knew that their older stars weren't going to play every game, and I'd rather my stars be healthy for longer. So I can have them under contract for longer and not have dead contracts, then have them give a hundred percent every single night, injure themselves to the point where it's a career-ending injury, and we're stuck paying a portion of their contract for yeah. four or five years because if they retire, we're screwed. If they don't retire, we're screwed. What do we do? You know? So financially it makes more sense for them to be healthy longer so our signing of them becomes less problematic when they do get to the point where they can't play the way they used to play i i i look at uh, well lebron's a perfect example like for most of his career up until last year he was never injured this is a guy that spends above a million dollars a year on his like physical rehab and physical training. True, and, true. And even he is starting to to wear and tear. I think the the Michael Jordan mentality of I need to play every night because the fans are here for me. The, the fans are what the reason he is there. Yes, there's no yes. other reason. No, 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 the no, 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 no. I believe. No, no, I'm I'm agreeing with you on that, but. But here's the thing, that is disappearing because there's way more parody now than there ever, like we're getting, a lot of people don't like it. I would say I'm probably in that group of people that don't like this, but we're getting more quote super teams, right? Big threes, um, where you're getting more than one star. So you can afford to have like stagger the off days now, that doesn't work for every market. Like, uh, it wouldn't work for Toronto now because we, we don't have a big star. Like, our biggest star is... Kyle. He's the highest Kyle, played. yeah. Yeah. And, and how's his body holding up? It's not. 
you know? And he's the type of player that does work hard every game. But his body's starting to show a toll. Would you rather have him sign for five years and break down two years in and be done? Or would you rather him actually survive those five year de- that five-year deal? Now, I believe he's actually on a two-year deal, not a five-year deal. So whatever, it's less, less stressed that way. But like before this, it was a five-year deal, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm more about longevity than give me all for 82 games. I'd rather you give me all for, well, 40% less of that plus playoffs. Now, again, I'm coming from it as a person who's never had season tickets, probably never will because I'll never have the money. Plus, I don't live in a market that that is a a thing because I don't have a professional sports team. But it's like, as a fan, as a person who loves sports, all except for football, because I just, I don't get football at all, really. Um, I'd rather enjoy the sport as it is than enjoy it because of a Kawhi Leonard or a Michael Jordan or or a LeBron James. Like, them taking, you know, playing 60 games instead of 82 games. I know my math's wrong there, but whatever, deal with it. Um, For me, it's better because I know that I'll be able to tune into playoff games in the big moments and get a iconic moment like the shot from Kawhi Leonard, who does what no other Toronto player has ever been able to do. And that is get us into the finals and then, and and then carry us through the finals. Crazy man. Like he put that team on his back from like game four of the conference finals through the six games of the finals, right? We played six games. And there was, there was no load management in the playoffs. I get that. All right, all right, all right, all right. I'm gonna, but, they, I'm gonna but they wouldn't have been able to do that if he had played all 82 and possibly injured himself in game 60 of that 82 and was out for the rest of the time. Um. Do you think that the Colorado Avalanche should bring back the retro Quebec Nordiques jerseys next year to commemorate their 25th anniversary as a team? No. (laughs) All right. Uh, Straight up, my reasoning for it is they are not the Quebec Nordiques. They are the Colorado Avalanche. I don't care what anyone's got to say. Quebec is dead until Quebec as a team. Done. Done. And I, I think if I feel the same way about Phoenix, like they should not have any of the Jets memorabilia. That should be the Jets. Now that the Jets are back, they should ha- they should own the Jets, and that be that. But instead, so like okay, Phoenix well then I'll, take, the I'll, take, I'll, I'll take it one step further. Do you not think that like um, Arizona should wear Phoenix jerseys even? Arizona can 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 wear Phoenix jerseys. They can. They should never ever wear the Jets jerseys. Okay, done. Right, I'm with you on that. Because right. to me, the Jets are a totally different team. Phoenix and Arizona, to me, are still the same team. They're in the same state. They may have different owners, I'm not sure. You're, um, just, a, you're just a grump. For instance, 
<laughs> possibly, yes. The, um, the, the growlers, my boy, the, growl, the growlers, my boys, um, they will often wear from time to time in St. John's at Mile One Center the St. John's Maple Leaf jerseys from when St. John's had the AHL affiliate Leafs uh, in the 90s. And they will wear the blue and white. It's there, and they're they're cool jerseys. They're not leaf. They're leaf jerseys, but they have a different kind of design in terms of where the the stripes go on the jerseys. But it's the same logo on the front. It's a Toronto Maple Leafs, but it says St. John's Maple Leafs. Now the Growlers wear again, same city. Maybe that's your thing. But this was a different team from a different league. Yeah, I, I'm I'm okay with. Tell you, tell you what I'm not okay, and, and you might be like, well, that's the same thing. And in, in a way it is, um, but it's, to me, it's, it's slightly different, and I don't know how to explain it. So let me get through my, my, my example, and we can discuss that at a later point. Maybe you... Okay, okay. Um, we may have to restart the meeting soon, because uh, we are just about out of our 40-minute mark. All right, well, let's wrap, let's wrap this one up. I'll give you a quick call back here in a second. Um, so so my, my, my point is this. Like, that would be like the Fredericton, like, the, like a team coming into the Aiken Center. Say, for example, UMB. Now, this would never happen because it's UMB. But say, for example, UMB decided to wear the Fredericton Canadian jerseys. Right. Like, for me, that's okay because it's a Fredericton team, but at the same time, it's different and it would never happen because it's, it's a university team and whatever, right? But yeah. Yeah. for me, that's okay, whereas my problem lies with, like, Phoenix wearing a Jets jersey because, one, the Jets are an actual team, and two – there's no relation between Phoenix and the Jets anymore. There may have been back when, like, they still had players from the Jets playing for them, but the last one was Shane Doan. Yeah. Was, was technically drafted a Jet? Oh, yeah, I don't know. I think. So it's like, for me, that connection is, is long gone. Um, And I think that as soon as the Jets became an actual NHL team again, they should have owned anything to do with the Jets, like history. And I agree. It's a different city. It's a different market. It's different. It's not the team. It's too, yeah, you're right. Yeah. That, and I think the geographical reason is really enough. So they, therefore the uh, Avs should not wear Nordiques jerseys next year. Yes. I agree. Yes. That's my thought. All right, cool. We'll wrap it up on that. If we're coming close to 40, that's perfect. Uh, I'll give you a shout in a few minutes. Okay. Have a good day.